Hello and welcome to the Hefferbrew Podcast. This is Cameron, as always, with Dustin. It's uh, empty your queue. Oh. <laughs> it's, it's okay. We'll, yeah. we'll use it. We'll it's keep going. It's just easy for the Hefferbrew Podcast shit. I forgot that we had like subdivisions. And we have a little thing. And... Yeah, we're expanding. Yeah, we're a network. It's the Hefferbrew Network. Podcast Network. Podcast Network. We're official. We make, yeah, we're just, you know, we're just building here. We're just building. It's, yeah, it's baby steps. Um, so so today this came about because we we had been talking about different possession movies. Yeah. So originally, uh, well, yeah, we have a we have the ex- we have the Conjuring one and two, which maybe you've already listened to it or but not. Yeah, it'll be going up the same day as this one. Yeah, it's going up the same day, and, and we're then, talking about the Exorcist. Let me just probably get to that first. So yeah, let's, let's we're talking yeah. about the Exorcist on this one. We're doing a Conjuring 1 and 2. The original idea was kind of have a versus, a battle, if you will, between the two. But honestly, The Exorcist wins. And I just wanted to talk about The Exorcist, really, because that's a, I had a, a like a weird relationship with this movie. Well, for then a long it's time. funny, too, because we had this idea before the week started. And we were like, all right, yeah, we'll get together. We'll do that. And then we ended up just doing The Conjuring episodes. And we're like, okay, well, we'll hit The Exorcist another time. Mm-hmm. And then you just told me before we started recording that uh, Deadline and Bloody Disgusting and other outlets. Well, I wanted to save this for the end, but okay, we'll say it now and then we'll... And then we'll talk about it at the end. Oh, my God. It's just cool because it's even more relevant. Oh. Like, look at us. It's like we knew. I guess. Yeah, that's true. So Morgan Creek is developing a, a reboot to put out in theaters in 2021. Yeah, and it seems like it's going to be a reboot of the original. Like, it's not going to be a, a Exorcist the or, Beginning yeah. or something of that nature. No it's, Dominion, no her- her- the What was it? Heretic? The Heretic? The Heretic. That's yeah. actually Exorcist 2. And then I think Exorcist 3, The Beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, and those were sequels. Like, Linda Blair, I believe, is in all three. She's in 2 and 3, I believe. Yeah, yeah. so... Um, but we're talking exorcists here today. We're just talking exorcisms. We're talking possession. We're talking One of demons, the bro. Absolute scariest movies ever. I so that's what I kind of want to touch on is I saw this movie at about thirteen years old because it's like in the prime of my like discovering good filmmaking, if you will, mm-hmm. where I was like advancing from. I guess you know the nonstop action thrill rides of Commando and. Things like that, and trying to like find different cinema. I guess you could say like it was. It I don't just be executive decision all the time. I uh, I mean it could. I mean yeah, definitely <laughs> it could. Nothing wrong with executive decision and, all the time. <laughs> there's a few things wrong with it, but okay. It's like a lesser entertaining Air Force One essentially, um, <laughs> with Kurt Russell, and I'll take Harrison Ford over Kurt Russell and Halle Berry though. Uh, yes, and Steven Seagal for like twenty minutes. Is Halle Berry an executive decision? Yeah. Oh, right. Anyways, not anyway, yeah, that, that'll be for the executive decision. So episode. yeah, that's actually true. So Exorcist. So yeah, about thirteen, I watched it, and at, at thirteen, I was kind of a little shit, still am, but uh, um, I wasn't scared. I wasn't okay. frightened. It wasn't something that like made me afraid, and I didn't think of it then in the context of when this movie came out and what it may do for some people, just in the realm of if you believe in that stuff. You know, and yeah, that's fair. It still doesn't scare me. Like I watched it recently, and it, like that's why we're talking about this because I rewatched it recently, and it's not scary to someone like me. Like, and and I realize that. Like, it's not. I I'm more. The things that terrify me are like, I, for some weird reason, 
the ocean, like ocean animals. Just the idea of being alone, it's buried funny. alive. I was going to say, you strike me as the type of person where if it was like a, you're stranded at sea or stranded I, on an island. I respect or, the shit out of the sea. Or you're I really stuck, do. Like, like it's a, it's such uncharted territory. Because I know you like the descent as far as scary movies. Yeah. Goes. Oh, I cave think, situations? Yeah. Fuck that. Yeah. Like this, the the descent is genuinely terrifying. Cause it's just like it's as it's, it's in a cave. It's like it's terrifying with the claustrophobia, yeah. anyways. Before yeah. you get to the cave dwelling monsters, yeah. Like, so like, and you know, spelunking is terrifying. But so for me, it was a little different because I saw The Exorcist. I was probably about the same age, like twelve, thirteen, yeah. somewhere in there. And it was prefaced to me because my family was always very like, you can watch whatever but we're going to make sure you understand that what you're watching is a movie. Yeah. So there was a lot of like, no, you can't watch the exorcist yet. It's too scary. I think movies are real. You're right. <laughs> and I mean, I, I'm sure probably like, keeper Willie over here. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so they were like, Hey, you can't watch it yet. It's too scary. It's too scary. It's too scary. And then finally, when I did watch it, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like, my perception of what scary was, wasn't cerebral. Yeah, <laughs> like, I was too young to be scared by like concepts. Yeah, and just this the idea of possession, demonic possession, and how do you beat this? And right, and like the the thing about this too, because when it came out, this was nineteen seventy three. The biggest sensation. It's one of the greatest successes successes in horror film. But like it literally, people had like strokes in the theater. People were yeah. passing out. Yeah, they were like, hey. Watch it at your own risk because this movie is literally scaring people to death. Yeah, like it, this thing really benefited from that type of hysteria you gained in the 70s and, and I, 60s. And I think it's because like movies, like the horror movies up to that point had been like Invasion of the Body Snatchers and stuff yeah. like that. So you had like... Because Halloween is 77, right? Is uh, 79. 79, yeah. okay. So you have like the fear of of not being in control that was already a pretty big topic in horror movies but then the exorcist took it and kind of spun it with um with religion and with the religion the religious overtones and possession and everything because i know the book was was Uh, pause yeah suck my balls it was 1978 so i said 77 i said 79 yeah so we're close yeah exactly but i was closer the book the exorcist Uh was a phenomenon Yes, and 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 actually, I read the book before watching the movie. Oh, I didn't know it in was a case. book. Until, oh, really? And so years after, I my had seen grandmother it. had the book, and I found it and was like, "This is that movie that everyone's like, it's terrifying." I'll read the movie. It'll I'll be read great. the book. Like, <laughs> and the book is more attuned to that director's cut. So that's the other thing about The Exorcist: is there's a director's cut. And then there's the original cut from 1973. And the things that are missing are in the, that are in the director's cut is the part where she spider crawls backwards down the stairs with her head turned around. And there's something else. Well, the probably like eight slaps. Yeah. Uh, no. We'll get to that. The, the spider walk down the stairs is like one of the most sudden and jarring and scary scenes. Yes. Like still now for me to And that's day. why it's not in the originals because that was deemed like too terrifying they're like willie willie freed hey buddy please no like yeah. come on 
Yeah. We've, we've done and you've done enough here. He's like, I made the fucking French connection. I'm doing this. She just mobs down the stairs. Or wait, no, I think the French connection was after that. I think it's French connection in seventy five. She has doesn't she have blood pouring out of her mouth or something? Too? Uh yeah, yeah. She she hits the bottom and I think she's like <laughs> It's just like imagine being like we've got this A plus material on the like we just have it. On to the cutting room. Yeah. Case. And it's like oh but that's also because it's like we kill a fucking priest. We kill two priests. She turns her head around. She vomits pea soup. She opens the. She raises the bed and throws it around. She, she's bitch slapping everyone. She she's like a pimp in 1975. Like, and these hoes ain't getting her her money. Uh-uh. Like that, I, and she needs to hand out slaps. She. That's the only way. Is just slap it, slap it, slap. Yeah. So Pazuzu keeps the pimp hand strong. Yes, Pazuzu. So Pazuzu is the demon. It, if you that haven't possesses seen it, Reagan. Yeah, there's a little girl named Reagan, and her mom um, is an actress. So. It opens in Egypt, I believe, or it's like Cairo. I think it's Cairo. It's like an archaeological dig, dig and this statue is discovered it's of the, Pazuzu. It's the most demonic-looking statue. Yeah, and this priest is there. Max von Sydow is there at the discovery because he plays the main priest, and then it's, it's uh, Father Marin, right? Yeah, it's him, and then, and then uh, Father John. Uh, no, not Jones. Is it Dimitri? Uh, yeah, his name is uh, uh, Father Karras. And that was, yeah, Dimitri Karras and Jason Miller is who played him. And then Max von Sydow is Father Marin. Ellen Birkin is uh, the mother of the uh, Ra- titular Reagan, who is played by Linda Blair. Who was like 12 years old at the time they filmed Yes. It. Yeah, that's the other thing about this is like some next level kid acting um yeah she was nominated for an oscar i believe which is incredible to think like a horror movie would get nominated yeah let alone like a 12 year old girl in a horror movie yeah and it's and that stuff so that's the part that with this movie and with this announced reboot that i'm really i hope they stick to practical effects because that's what on the rewatch as an older person and a little more in tune with like film study and things like that. Mm-hmm. Watching this now, kind of of like realize because honestly, I watched it when I was young. I watched it again maybe later and still was kind of like oh whatever. And it wasn't until now that I had was able to find an appreciation for this film and be like oh shit I get it like 1973 people were fucking having heart attacks. In the theater and shit like stressing that. them and, out, yeah. And people genuinely thought this stuff was real, and that demons and stuff that like that walked the earth. And in this movie, the demon isn't really defeated. Like the priests get defeated, the the demon gets out of Reagan, but you see in that moment that it is able to transfer bodies, and then the priest jumps out the window, breaks his fucking neck, but that doesn't necessarily mean that the demon is dead like, right. or the, the spirit is gone. That's one of the scariest things of the movie too, is it goes when, when he goes back up to go into the room and like for that final confrontation, this yeah. is, this is and father, father, father and father Marin is just dead on the floor dead. and, and she's no, laughing. She's just like, <laughs> yeah, there's no explanation of anything. There's no, there's no addressing of it. Even he just yeah. walks in, sees, sees him dead, sees his mentor dead. And then Demi's like, I've had enough of this shit. And he just starts beating the shit out of her and is like, come get on me. Come in me, demon. And uh, 
it's I don't know because it, it is bleaker. That that was kind of the angle we were thinking about when we were going to talk about all of it. Yeah, because the Conjury is like super hopeful. It's very like the Both faith and the way it represents faith is yeah. very like hopeful and optimistic. And this is way bleaker, and yeah. you don't realize how bleak it is until like a couple of watches in. Yeah, because You're like, like wait, hold on. Yes, you. Everybody's saved, dead. <laughs> yes, you saved the girl, and she gets to go on and hopefully have like a normal-ish life after a traumatic event. Like yeah, this. but it's like at the same time, these two priests are dead, and they save the day without any type of faith. What it was was sheer sacrifice, essentially. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's it's a it's an effective like test of faith kind of movie because Karis isn't a very like. He isn't in a good spot this whole movie. No, so his mother is she's like she has dementia uh, like to the umpteenth degree. Yeah. And she's going crazy and, he, and just, he has to take care of her. She lives in a brownstone somewhere in I think uh Brooklyn cuz he's traveling I think from New York to DC. Yeah, to be to with, be yeah. to do the whole exorcism thing because it starts off uh with like scientific tests and all that before it gets to which we actually, may need an exorcism. Remembering that too, that's one of the things that was like most cringy and effective for me is when they're running all the tests because they're like you see like them sh- sticking her with needles, and yeah, like, like really close up shots that you're like, how like you must have probably just really done that because yeah. I don't see how you could fake this right now. Yeah, no, and it's and, 1973, so and it's his, like his William Freakin's directing style for this is really. Part of what makes it so lasting. You genuinely feel like you're in the room with this family. Yes. Most of the time watching this shit happen. You're in a corner watching them perform this exercise. And because he spends the first 30, 40 minutes like slow burning it to when she finally starts to yeah. really admit it, like to like really show you get signs this of possession. mother daughter uh, experience and you get to know the characters and by the time you're when she's possessed, you actually have real empathy and fear for not only the mother, but for Reagan. Right. There's a like, really good job of portraying that. Like, I can't believe. And that's part of something that's missing in a lot of horror movies now is that time to kind of like painstakingly set things up. Like, yeah. And that's something that if this like this reboot. They're fodder more than anything nowadays. Like the most the most effective movie that's done that in recent years was the It reboot. And that's because yeah. they spent an entire four out four hour movies. five hours of movie you know they, they were like let's do part one and but make that's you really care what about the it kids. is about like it is a big time character study of those kids it is but i mean like, like you that's it, a big fucking book i could imagine the exorcist reboot being part one well, the exorcist two. is like 120 pages yeah or it's not shit. the longest no it's not it's it's a really short book or maybe like 220 but if pages. you wanted to get that like that relationship across to audiences now I don't think audiences are patient enough to watch no. 45 minutes of non-horror action yeah. in an advertised horror movie. But that's and so that's kind of what I think is great about Get Out though is cuz Get Out is like a really slow burn and so is Midsummer. Yes. And uh and Hereditary. Um, Hereditary. I all uh, even to um uh, uh The Conjuring's no, not the guy. The Conjuries are a slow burn. Uh, <laughs> Two's not. One is kind of. A little bit, yeah. But you get the clappy hands thing in the first like 20 minutes. Yeah, and true. you get the girl on the curio cabinet. I don't want to talk cabinet, about the, uh, the girl anymore. Yeah. Um, um, it Follows. That, it yeah. Follows, it is, follows is, is a good one. Is a good one. Um, and other things like uh, uh, The House of the Devil. 
that yeah that movie was dark yeah um, um but yeah so like this was really for practical effects too like like you said before you really get a good like gradual descent like as she gets more and more possessed yeah. like her skin turns green it's yeah it's like white and green and she has scars, scars everywhere and, yeah she get wasn't there the scene where help, help me, me is carved, carved into her skin like someone is carving it from the outside yeah help crying out help me from inside and it's like oh she's in there she's fighting and she's yeah in there from watching the inside all yeah that there is this little girl still left in there and she's literally just there's two spirits effectively in this one body this little girl reagan and a fucking demon named pazuzu and they're and just like the demon has a one that's gotta be why it's so scary too is not just because of like the the concept itself but because of how they execute it yeah because like even someone who didn't really fear possession like you watch something like that and you're like god i would that would suck yeah and she doesn't remember it at the end which is kind of like oh well good for you asshole like yeah, right? <laughs> i'm glad you lucked and out then here. also like how how do they go about being like all right sweetie we need to talk you killed two priests trying to help you not be possessed by a demon one you didn't necessarily kill so you're off the hook for that one the other one, you for sure murdered. It was you and him Don't in the room. Don't know how. He looks fine. His head's not turned around or anything. He's just dead. But he's dead as shit. And it was only you guys. So. Cops will be you... here in 20. Yeah. Yeah, that's the other thing is like two people die and then the next day the family's like, all right, peace. We're moving. Yeah, later. <laughs> Let's get out of here. Or at least like a week later. Like there's just no investigation, nothing. Yeah, I don't know. Church Even though they shut it down. Yeah. It's... But the movie in itself, as far as its terror, it really like ramps shit up in the last 20, 30 minutes. Yeah, it builds oh. and then it just unleashes. Where you've got the spinning head, you've got flying around the room, like the bed shaking and flying around. Picking and, up all the furniture. And yeah, the and then you yeah. get the masturbation with a crucifix. Well, that I did want to talk about that because all of this stuff that we've said still isn't what made the movie so controversial yeah like the two things that made it like in addition to being considered like even in the in the moment the, like the scariest movie of all time mm -hmm. it was also highly controversial and almost x-rated yeah because of the scene where she masturbates with the crucifix and says which fuck me priest which isn't even really like master like she just stabs at herself well, she's yeah, but it's like a demon imitating. Right. It's, yeah. yeah, she's she's making some pretty. Doesn't she put her mom's put the mom's face yes. in it too? Yeah. Yeah, she so does. So that's pretty extreme. And then all of the cursing that the demon does in yeah. Reagan's body. Yeah. So you have this little girl saying horrible things like, I think at one point she's me, like, like Jesus, fuck me. Like, yeah. Like, it's like some terrible stuff. Yes. And they actually had to come out after the fact and be like, we did not have 12 year old Linda Blair reenact that we had someone else that was a double do it. We had Linda Blair's mom on set the whole time, like to make sure that everything was okay and that they yeah. were okay. The cursing, like we made sure she knew it was just a movie. We weren't encouraging it. It's just part of the movie. Yeah. And like, which I feel like in 1973, this is just like, Friedkin and and Beatty and everyone yeah. just coming at me like, hey, hey, hey we did we did this. Yeah, right. We did, it was all above board. Don't worry. 
Don't worry. We're good. We're good. Yeah. And uh, Linda Blair's just like, fucking yeah. <laughs> I can't believe Fuck it. you all. She had won the Linda Oscar. Blair, suck her, a dick. That's her speech if yeah. she won. She I'm just, fucking 13 right now. I won an Oscar. It's 1973. I'm a little girl. You might dick patriarchy you fuck yeah. off motherfucker yeah right you might you know what not even eat my motherfucking pussy patriarchy you bitch not even bitch you dick you fuck you yeah linda blair Woo! that'd be pretty legendary <laughs> how fast do you think it would have cut out probably pretty fast 1973 yeah they're, they're <laughs> hand, on the, hand on the button yeah definitely uh, it's funny that like a movie that has so many iconic moments like None of it is controversial until you get to those, and then yeah. it's like, oh, and so many okay. like like the visuals too, like the spinning head, just her, the image of her, the image of Pazuzu, like one of the most terrifying images in movie history is just a quick snap. I know of this fate, this do this is what most likely is a British man with the most horrifying mangled teeth that and and just white face paint with black face paint under it, and it is. It's like Nosferatu times a thousand. Piercing red it's, eyes. Yeah, it's terrifying. So what? And its name is Pazuzu. It sounds like something from BJ's. It sounds like, like the next level of yeah. Pazuki. Like <laughs> I want the Pazuzu, not or the Pazuki. Or it's just the slang for Pazuki. Yeah, oh, just, there you go. But give no, me a it's like Zuzus. the most terrifying demon you've ever met. Give me a couple Zuzus. Let's can we get two Zuzus? Let's get some Zuzus up in here. Let's get is it caramel Zuzu, a banana Zuzu? You still got that red velvet Zuzu? Fuck yeah! <laughs> I'm gonna probably end up calling it that forever now. Yeah, do it. Can uh, we, next time you go to BJ's, if we're ever able to ever again, we'll never again and no. sit inside. Um, never because I'm sure they have outside dining. I was realizing that as I say that it's probably open. We can go to get a Pazuki. Maybe. All right, later, guys. We're getting to Pazuki. Yeah, we're getting. <laughs> um, so no, you bring up all the all the iconic moments and scenes. So what stands out to you above the rest is like the scariest moment. If the some- scariest moment is when his mom's on the bed, and and he's like, "Dimi, Dimi, why did you leave me?" <laughs> to him, and that's when he's like, like the Max von Sydow has to come and be like, "You're out. Yeah, you right? can't be a part of this anymore. This demon is like." running fucking circles around you right now dude you're really making us look i bad. need you to step outside and then the demon's like oh yeah old man well i'm gonna fuck your shit up i'm gonna I'm shit down your throat good luck here yeah yeah so um but that that concept is fucking terrifying because it's not like it's still reagan he's seeing his mother right like he's seeing his deceased mother that he did in a way kind of leave behind because he didn't really know how to care for her anymore, which isn't his fault. Like, that shit's rough, and it's really hard to deal with that shit, like, when you're actually faced with it. I think that's a tough thing, too, because the movie, like, most movies like this would make the priest, like, the heroic figure. Like, he'd probably have muscles. He'd rip off the arms of his priest thingy. Yeah, like... Like, like the the little necktie, the little white necktie thing, like... That's definitely like that's hanging out. That's like it's not fully like connected. It's like like open. if they're like, hey, Morgan Creek is fast tracking the Exorcist reboot, and The Rock is gonna play Father Karras. Yeah, that's that would make sense. And Mark Wahlberg's gonna play Father Marin. Yeah, that makes sense. And there's gonna be shredded. They don't have pain and on gain there. too. Exactly. The Exorcism Boogaloo. Um, <laughs> you're not getting like the nuance of this man doesn't know how to care for his mother. No, and that's what I really. Like this isn't a movie that needs to be remade, and you can say that with a lot of movies, but this one has a certain nuance to it, a, 
je ne sais quoi, if you will, that is untouchable. Like, it really is. It's like Jurassic Park. It's, it's the like, reason why Jurassic Park has just been sequels. Like, that's why Jurassic World wasn't like, we're rebooting Jurassic Park. Because if you said that and gave us that shit, people would have been like, fuck this. But yeah. since it was a sequel and it played off and it rubbed your little nostalgia tiddly biddles like that and then i was like okay i can deal with this and then two happened and you got mad but what, uh, so okay let's i was gonna say too before i get to this other point actually because you just made me think of it i think it's because this movie isn't like it it's relentless but in a different way it's evil like the the conjuring 2 is relentless yeah and it's relentless and like ghost stuff is happening every second and I don't know. This is like relentless in the way that of evil. Like you just have like a cloud of dread hanging over you, but you feel uncomfortable watching it. That's what I mean. Yeah, the, there's scenes where you're out, like you're watching people outdoors in England or in other states talk about different things. Yeah, and you have nothing to do with what's what the main story is. It's just like background yeah. and side characters and stuff. And it's like you're still so unsettled by everything you're seeing. And like, something about the movie makes you feel like. It, it has always done a great job and it honestly established this for me and I think throughout movie history of this could happen to you. And even just watching this movie could bring that into your life. Like, I don't believe in this shit, but when you watch a movie like this, that concept gets in your head and it opens up doorways, I think, of something that can open up well, to funny. that world, if you will, and to experiences like that and open up that belief. Because... I, you know, that's a whole other conversation on like mind over matter and all that kind of shit. Right. But opening yourself up to the belief of these things can create that in your world mm-hmm. as opposed to something like what this story is actually based off of is most likely someone who had severe mental illness. And in 1949, they had no concept of how to deal with that because the story of the exorcist is based off a real story. Um, and it was about, it's like the name of the person isn't real. It's a pseudonym that they gave for them. Mm -hmm. And the name is like Billy. It was a, is a boy in 1949, supposedly possessed. There were over like 32 eyewitnesses and all this other stuff. And it's like from the accounts and the person who was like one of the last survivors of eyewitness was like, no, I can't actually confirm that any of that stuff happened and that this possession was real if you will and it seems like a lot of this stuff is just undiagnosed mental illness because a lot of it play it happens and like i said in the conjuring one and kind of like these backwards ass places like down south where there's a ton of like weird little baptist churches that Mm -hmm. do their crazy snake stuff and speaking in tongues and all that kind of wacky shit and you know in various over like some places in Africa where odd type of voodoo type stuff, not voodoo, but um, just, uh, I mean, the, the voodoo would be Caribbean. Maybe so, I'm not too good on this stuff. So that's why I should probably just stop talking now, but you get what I'm saying. Oh yeah. I see what you're saying. <laughs> I don't, I don't mean to, to change the subject on it either, but what popped into my head. So that, so if they're going, going forward with a reboot, like it's happening no matter what. Yeah. Who do you want to see as Marin and Karis? Because um, I'm assuming it'll be like an unknown actress that they cast for Reagan. Yeah, I'm. I can't imagine they're gonna like grab one of the girls from the Stranger Things or something like that. Right? Yeah, it's not gonna be Millie Bobby Brown is Reagan, or you know, <laughs> it'd probably do box office, but it probably it would. would uh, yeah. Um, 
But I just don't. I think she'll be. She's a little older. Yeah, by that point. Because she's like 16, 17 now. Yeah. And she looks like an. She doesn't look like an old person, but she doesn't look like, like she a child very much. Any, like, student. Yeah, yeah. I'm not trying to say that in a weird way. I'm just saying, like, she doesn't. Um, she looks like an older teen. Right. Like a 19, 20 year old, maybe. So, yeah. So, who would you want as, as Karis, the younger priest, and Marin, the older? Um, Michael Fassbender is the older, as the Max, Max von Sydow. Really, priest. He, he strikes me as too young. No, I could see him. You just not age him up a bit, but I think he he's like forty something. Well, then that that poo-poo's my thought for Father Karras. Uh, or Willem Dafoe. That okay. So you're very veering into my. So this is what I was thinking. Is uh, Gosling as Karras. With oh. Defoe as Marin. And I think it'd be pretty good. Yeah, I don't need Gosling in this. And, I don't uh, need his fake Brooklyn accent thing that he does in this movie. As uh as Reagan's mom, Tony Collette. Okay. Yeah. Or um uh Francis McDormand. She would be very good too. Um or Fastbender and Defoe as the two. Yeah. That I would actually rather see more. Um. Well, no, because you're gonna say the same thing. John Ham. If I say Jill and Hall, you'll say the same thing. Well, you're just naming all the actors you've got a big old boner for. Like, I mean, no, they're good actors. Though. I, I'm this. That's why I named John Ham because I was like, all right, if he's gonna do it, I'm gonna do it too. You know, what'd be I loves me some ham. You know, it'd be interesting. Give me a ham sandwich. It'll never happen, but it would be interesting to see him try to do this now. Would be someone like Robert Downey. As like the younger priest, as the younger priest. Oh yeah, with a Defoe or somewhat like. I'm good on Robert Downey Jr. in this too. That's I'm. I'm, I'm I think it'd be interesting. I don't think that guy can play anything other than Iron Man. Like That's, I, yeah. I think the judge he was Iron Man, but with a dad that was incontinent, right? Instead of dead, he was incontinent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I have a I have an off the wall suggestion here for um. What's that for Father Marin, the older priest? I'll take Idris Alba as the younger younger priest. Uh that'd be good. Michael B. Jordan too. Like a He's too young. He's, he's too probably, young. Yeah, he's a little too. Because I like uh Idris what's Alba his would name? Be incredible. What's his name? Marin? No. Yeah, the Her- older one is Karis, Karis. And Karis, yeah. Uh Karis is like he's a lived in body and he's an like he's just like a thirty five to forty year old yeah person who's just seen the fucking worst of it i was gonna say for marin i think that uh jk simmons could be good it's too bad max von cito died because then you could have just had max von cito again uh what do you think about daniel craig um no no i I don't need these action people like middling action drama people in my serious i think jk simmons could be good could be Um, sneaky good as as Father Marin, as the older priest. Jackie Chan. That's fair. I take Jackie Chan as the older priest. Jackie Chan and, and Jet Li. Yeah. Yeah. They just ninja kick the the demon out of poor. No, Ryan. it's still the same thing. It's just Jackie Chan and Jet Li. And it's or a- you lady ghostbusters it and you have Kathy Bates and um Tony Collette. Meryl Streep and Tony Collette. Or you're gonna say Tom Hanks? No. Oh, okay. Now I forget. Just put Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt in it. 
<laughs> uh, it'd be pretty good. Yeah. Not really, but it'd be interesting. Emil Hirsch as the younger priest. I mean, at that point, just just drop the money and get Shia LaBeouf. No. I don't, He'd oh be like, God. I was actually possessed for the role. T- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> get me Shia LaBeouf and Daniel Day-Lewis uh, out of retirement. Oh, my, yeah, Daniel Day-Lewis. And uh, give me PTA directing a reboot of The Exorcist. Right. That's who, who would you want to see direct it? Uh, Jordan Peele. <laughs> I was gonna say probably Ari Oster or Jordan Peele. Yeah, but, it's not but they're be not. Yeah, um, I'm sure it'll be a like up and coming person that we haven't really been introduced to no, yet. There was someone's name I just saw on on a like a horror movie that hasn't come out yet, and it was like this could be a big movie, like this could be like a make or break movie for this person, and I cannot for the life of me remember what it was, but I'm sure like in the next six months a horror movie if it hits you'll hear that director's name. Like they'll pick someone who has a movie coming out in the next six yeah. months to like unfriended three hop on that buzz. Yeah. The darker web. <laughs> but I think you would need someone like, like an Ari Oster even over you and McGregor as the younger priest. Yeah. That'd be pretty good. Um, Reagan. I don't know many 12 to 13 year old actresses. Yeah. That's a good thing. Yeah. I know. If you just rattled off like eight straight. Like, oh, uh, boom, boom, like, boom. Uh, Billy Ellish, <laughs> just just give Billy Ellish the role. The, yeah, that wouldn't be bad. Cause like I feel like she could do possessed well, or just kind of like cause like she already looks sad all the time, and like Reagan kind of starts off sad and like well, there's something wrong. Place, her mom's gone. Yeah, her mom's yeah. gone all the time. Um, no, I think I like. And that then she comes downstairs and pees on the rug. That at the middle of the dinner party. Yeah. And then tells that dude he's gonna die, and yeah. then he dies. <laughs> <laughs> it's a party trick. That you're no gonna one... die. Oh, okay, cool. Dead. Um, no, I think the one I like the most is I like the idea of like Willem Dafoe and you and McGregor. Yeah, that would be cool. I do like the Fastbender idea a lot too. Um, Patrick Stewart. No. As Marin. No. Um. I was gonna say Tom Hardy, but I want to be able to understand him. Yeah. <laughs> so. And that's another one where it's like, what is this guy gonna fight the demon? Like, yeah, is he gonna physically gonna, challenge it to a fight? He's gonna just attack. You know what yeah. you could do? Is a unintentional Pet Cemetery sequel and just bring back John Lithgow and Jason Clark. Oh, there we go. Because they had good chemistry. They for did. Being in like a, they did. That was like the best part of that movie was the one where he, the part where he drugs him. Yeah. But they're having that conversation. They have their before. like hangout. Yeah. Yeah. There's, they had good chemistry. I could see that. Um, no, give me give me Fastbender and Defoe, or give me Defoe and uh, Idris Elba. And Idris Elba, or saying Defoe so many times made me think Lighthouse Reunion. Give me or, Pattinson and Defoe. Or because Pattinson, Pattinson and Defoe. Sean Leguizamo and Edward James Olmos. <laughs> Fair enough. I could see. I could see uh, Leguizamo. All Latino exorcist. That's fair. That'd be that'd be cool. That's what I'm doing now. I'm about uh, to stand and deliver this motherfucking demon. Um, <laughs> any anything else? Any other reading um, thoughts or anything? Was there anything you missed that you wanted to you wanted to talk? No, actually, because I, I snuck in the what the original one was. We talked about the reboot. Talked about the movie. Um. We did make mention that uh, that um, Reagan is. I mean, if you got a problem with her, she's gonna hand out a slap right across the face. That's five <laughs> fingers. 
five hard fingers right across that face. Adults, children, dogs, priests, anybody, anybody, children, uh, middle children, teenagers, cats, bananas, oranges, yeah, radishes. All of it is getting slapped. Do you think hard? Like not not a little like she's rearing back and slapping. Do you like, think the reboot oh, is gonna brutal. gonna double down? I hope so. Like like, I hope there's like a 25 minute supercut of bitch slaps just handed out, and it's just literally 25 minutes of the movie is just slaps. It's just nonstop slaps. Yeah, I need to stop saying bitch slaps because that is really like problematic term and derogatory. Because it's like implying that you only slap a woman that way. And that's fucking fucked up. And I'm sorry for that. I'll try to do better. What about a Denzel? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I, oh, dude. Dude. Denzel Washington and his son, whose name is totally escaping Oh, John right David? Now. Yeah, John David Washington. Just that put them cool. together. Just give me that all day. By the way... Can we get that? I need a Denzel Washington and John David Washington movie. Like, I need that to happen. Both of them what working kind of together. Movie? It needs to be like a buddy action film, like a father and son action film where they both can, like, son can, John David Washington do is like really intense. Did you see the movie with Liam Neeson, Run All Night, where his kid gets yes. mixed up with his yeah. friend's kid? Yeah. And then like the friend. But I need more of like a, like a two guns, but with them. Okay. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I need more of. So, oh, another thing, Morgan Creek, um, just to kind of like run down what maybe to expect though. That, okay. Yeah. We probably should have talked about that. Their most recent film, I believe that they've made is All Eyes on Me, the Tupac biography from a few years back, but their best movies are Ace Ventura, Ace Ventura 2. When Nature Calls. When Nature Calls. Um, let's get through here. Because like, this is just naming the good movies. And I'm scrolling right now through movies. Major League. Remember, we're at three movies now, right? This yes. is the good movies. Major League, Major League 2. I don't care what you say. Back to the minor. Both are good. Um, no, that's Major League 3, Back to the Miners. What's 2? It's just Major League 2. Oh, I didn't realize there were 3. Geez. Yeah. Well, 3, I think, only has Sheen. That, or, 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 or no, actually, yeah. <laughs> Tom Selleck, or not Tom Selleck, uh, Tom uh, Berenger. Yeah. Uh, I think is actually the only one in that. He's like, I'm free. Um, so we have 4 with Major League 2 and Major League and, uh, Ace Ventura ace ventura 2 so we have one two three four what what have they done in the world of horror movies good or bad uh i don't know how you feel about the kevin costner robin hood but they made that soldier with kurt russell they made i'm high on soldier these are that's what i'm saying these are just the good movies right now um it depends on how you feel about the good shepherd (laughs) it's kind of a good movie but it's also really boring Mm mm-hmm but it is also about like the the beginnings of the CIA. Yeah. The Pledge, I think one of Jack Nicholson's last films. The Last of the Mohicans, which is probably their most prestigious film. I believe they made the Thing remake. Yeah, they did. They made the the remake of the Thing. Okay. 
which was actually pretty good and is technically a prequel to the original. Yeah, it's cool. It was a cool. The whole nine yards, I'll give it its credit. True Romance. The whole ten yards. Um, Young Guns. And that's kind of the good movies. So there's nothing in that list that tells me that. So here's the horror films. They're going to crank out a good exorcist. Angel Eyes. Bad Moon. Dead Ringers. Dream House. Dominion. Prequel to The Exorcist. Exorcist. The Beginning. Um, okay. Let's see. Getting to some more. Nightbreed. <laughs> um... Caveman Valentine. I don't know if that's a horror movie. Sounds like it. The Thing remake or re- the Thing prequel, and that's it for horror movies. So okay, so they have had experience in the Exorcist yes. franchise. Yes, oh, they did the Exorcist three too. Not uh, the most prestigious. Experience. They've done the worst Exorcist. Yeah, and so. I think it's because they own the the rights to Exorcist now because it's an originally uh, like MGM movie or some shit. Mm-hmm. I forget the company that released it originally, but they just they need to really double down and make sure that it's as serious as possible. Getting an art house director would probably be a good way to go as well. Uh, Warner Bros. distributed it, and it was a Hoya production. Oh, there we go. One thing too, I completely forgot to mention that I have to touch on before we leave is that it uh, was the first horror movie ever nominated for Best Picture. Yeah, didn't win. But it was nominated. Didn't know. And then it also uh, won Best Adapted Screenplay and Best Sound Mixing, which is cool because the sound editing and the editing and audio in general in this movie are terrifying. Yes, the audio is the best thing. The, like, the one of the best. In this, in it's phenomenal. Movie, yes. And there's no wonder that it won. Uh, still the most one of the most successful horror movies of all time. When you adjust for inflation, it is the most successful, but... Uh, Stephen King's It Part 1 was more successful as like an R-rated horror movie. Uh, it, it was a budget of $12 million, and to date, worldwide, with all the re-releases and everything, do you want to guess how much it's made? Like $4 billion or some shit? Not, no, $441.3 million. Oh, okay. That's not including like merchandise, like home video sales. And yeah, stuff and like but all the, still, that's incredible. Against a $12 million budget? Like yeah. Yeah. A 1973 practical effects filled horror movie. Yeah, it'd be the 1978 Oscars, right? Uh, yeah. I was trying to see what it went up against. Or no, it'd be 1974. Oh my God! Yeah, why am I? Oh, you're still on Halloween. I am. I totally am. Holy crap! I'm stupid. (laughs) Nah, it's okay. No, I'm stupid. I know. I'm just trying to make you feel better. Okay, that's fair. Gotta be a team, man. Jack Lemon won for Save the Tiger. Nominees were Marlon Brando for Last Tango in Paris, Jack Nicholson for The Last Detail, Al Pacino for Serpico, and Robert Redford for The Sting. Wait, you mean to tell me Al Pacino lost Best Actor to Jack Lemon for Save the Tiger? I don't know what Save the Tiger is. I know I should. But he lost for Serpico. That's disgusting. The Sting won Best Picture that year? The Sting. Okay. Nah. <laughs> No, nah, I'm not about it. Not over the Exorcist. No, especially looking back now, it like legacies and stuff. It's like there's no question. Cinematography, it lost to something called Cries and Whisper by who? The cinematographer was Sven Nykvist. I don't just for the window scene. 
Yeah. When uh, Karis pulls up. That is a good, yeah, just the iconic. Like, that's the fucking front cover. It is terror personified in every way. It is evil. That, yeah. Wow, the sting really just swept the shit out of the 1974 uh, Olympics. (laughs) Oscars. Oh, my God. All right. I think we're we're just about able to get out of here. Um, I am curious, though. Who beat Linda Blair? Wow. American Graffiti also lost to the Sting. I've never seen the Sting. I guess I have to watch the Sting now. Oh, Tatum O'Neill beat Linda Blair. Um, Oh, for what? For Paper Moon. Okay. Should have known. Yeah. It's funny. There'd be two kids nominated at the same. So just to kind of let you know that the reboot is most likely going to be terrible, here's some of Morgan Creek's other movies. As I said, Angel Eyes with Jennifer Lopez. Battlefield Earth with John Travolta. Big Bully starring Rick Moranis and Tom Arnold. City by the Sea with Robert De Niro. That's not a good movie. Driven, which almost killed Ron Howard and... uh, Sylvester Stallone? Wait, is it? Oh, yeah, that's the Sylvester Stallone one. Sorry. I was thinking Driver is the one about... uh, with Chris Hemsworth. Oh, Rush? Yeah, Rush. Oh, that's it. I'm sorry. That's Rush. Right. I'm a dummy. Driven is terrible. Get Carter. That remake with Sylvester Stallone. Also terrible. Major League 3. Oh, I'm sorry. So Ladybugs is on here, and Ladybugs is not terrible. Uh, Man of the Year with Robin Williams. Okay. Again, depending on how you feel, Kevin Costner and Robin Hood. Uh, Sidney White and Amanda Bynes film, The Art of War with Wesley Snipes. I remember that movie, yeah. Uh, The Exorcist 3, The King and I, the animated remake, The Whole Nine Yards. Again, I don't like that movie, but I was giving it its credit earlier, but I will say it's also crap. And Young Guns 2, as well as Wrongfully Accused with Liam Neeson and 3,000 Miles to Graceland. These are some of the movies that this company has put out. Okay, so, so nothing so really big to hope for. Don't hold your breath. We'll see when the casting news comes out. Maybe we'll do a little follow-up or something. It will be a bummer, and Probably. it will be an insult to a classic film. It's going to be like, hey, we have Zac Efron and Mark Wahlberg playing the priests. Yeah, yeah. probably. Um, But who knows? We'll see. Uh, if you have not seen The Exorcist in a while, and you're in for, you're in for something spooky, throw it on. It's on, uh, what, HBO? Yes, HBO Max. Throw that on. Uh, it's for being like a grueling, terrifying endurance test. It's only two hours long. Yeah, it feels like it's like a two forty, like an epic movie. But it's but only it's two not, hours long. Yeah. Uh, check it out if you've not seen it in a long time, or if you've never seen it at all. If it's one where you're like, I've always heard it's scary, but I've never checked it out for myself. It's well worth it absolutely 100 percent. it's an american film classic then after you watch it we can all just get together and hate on the idea of remaking it and it'll be so much better that way because everything's always better when we can hate things together exactly so any any last last words parting thoughts um no well cool all right guys thank you for listening uh you can find us on twitter and instagram at everbrew or uh the movie mailbag at gmail.com and uh, until next time have a good weekend it's a wonderful day for an exorcism 